Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio here in the beautiful city of Seattle and its environs. New York Vinny hanging out with you on uh, this rainy again. It's been gray and rainy the last few days. Well, it didn't rain too much yesterday, but uh, the it, it rained when I opened the sunroof in my car. I happened to go down, as uh, I usually do, down to the... Uh, to the beach and sit in my car, you know, with the mask on and watching the world go by and the ferry boats going in and out. And um, happened to uh, open the sunroof, and as soon as I did, it started pouring. So go figure. That's my luck, not yours. And uh, a very good morning to you. Good Saturday morning. Rain is expected to uh, continue today here. So uh, we'll make the best of it. We'll try to brighten up the uh, – we'll try to bring sunshine into the cockles of your heart. As I like to say, I uh, got a, a really good show planned for you this uh, Saturday morning. Whether you're here in Seattle or around the world, listening on the World Wide Web at 1150kknw.com, or no matter how through our applications or our podcast, there's several ways that you can uh, procure delivery of this program. Uh, we are going to spend some time uh, talking to Washington State Patrol Trooper Rick. Johnson, who will join us uh, in a little bit and talk to him a bit about this this ever-growing speeding problem uh, that has, I mean, I don't want to say taken over our highways, but certainly over the last three weeks, they've seen a growth in the numbers and how huge the numbers are of people who are... um, Exceeding the speed limit, not by 10, not by 20, but they're booking people. If you follow the Washington State Patrol, and I also follow uh, the Ontario uh, Provincial Police and a few other different police departments, the New York City Highway Patrol, and uh, a number of different um, um, police entities, they're booking people at double and double and a half for the speed limit. It's 120, 140 miles per hour, 150. There's some clown out in Yakima that they were chasing the other day doing, I believe, 155 miles an hour in a Mercedes. Now, listen, as I've said before, I'm not going to be one to stand up here and say I don't speed because, believe you me, my driving record will show you that uh, the, the... you know, number of speeding tickets I've gotten in my life is probably borders on ridiculous. But we're talking 20 miles an hour, 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. And in a car that will handle it, in a car that uh, usually is built for that kind of speed. But, man, when you're doing 140 or 160 on a public highway, you're putting people in danger. And I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to uh, Trooper Rick Johnson at the Washington State Patrol about that coming up. We're also going to head down to Georgia a little later in the show. And um, our friends at Kia, 
as are most, if not all, of the automotive manufacturers, not only the automotive manufacturers, but the other people, the other manufacturers who serve uh, the automotive business. You know, there's, there's, if you go into Ohio and, and um, uh, Indiana and, you know, all of those states in the middle of the country, obviously Michigan and so on and so forth, uh, Missouri, there's hundreds of firms that build things to put in cars. Well, all of these, if not, again, all, most, have gotten together and are building now things to help this uh, horrible epidemic which has been visited upon us. And uh, we'll talk to somebody from Kia down in LaGrange, Georgia, at the Kia plant down there, which I had the pleasure of visiting uh, a few years ago and getting a you know, firsthand look at uh, how they're building. Uh, they were building Sorrentos down there at the time. We'll get a chance to uh, talk to him about what they are doing right now to help uh, medical people and, and uh, the, the supply, the demand, help fill the supply of medical equipment. Uh, from Kia, we got a cartoon of the week, and we got a drive time road test coming up for you as well. So lots of good stuff happening uh, this morning. Please stick around when we come back. Washington State Patrol Trooper Rick Johnson will join us, and we'll talk to him about speeding around our streets and uh, what the State Patrol is doing and what you might be able to do uh, to stem the tide of, of something that uh, most people will agree is dangerous and outrageous. This is Drive Time Radio. We'll take a quick break here. Come back with Trooper Johnson next on 1150 KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test. All point by point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. Enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy, too. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. May friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun. And may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet, you have a choice no other car can touch. Five engines, five transmissions. Only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, 
on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Radio's New York Vinny hanging out with you Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening to our radio program. And in advance, thank you to our first guest this morning who joins us uh, from out there uh, in the beautiful wilds of uh, the highways and byways of the state of Washington. Uh, Washington State Trooper, Washington State Patrol Trooper Rick Johnson is with us. Uh, Trooper Johnson, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Good, good. Thanks so much for taking a couple of minutes to uh, join us and explain to us and tell us a little bit more, hopefully, about uh, what's going on with this. um, I don't know if it's sudden, but certainly over the past three weeks, I'm looking at some of the totals of what officers are uh, writing and tweeting that the the speeding totals uh, we're seeing double and change over the speed limit is 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 this my imagination or is this really going on it's getting to be like a raceway out there no this is going on and since you know we've had the you know stay at home you know stay healthy you know save lives order from from the governor i mean obviously the traffic is lighter you know, I get the temptation of <clears throat> the open roads. I get that, but we we're seeing we're writing less speeding tickets, Vinny, But we're we're um, writing uh, we're seeing a lot higher speeds. I mean, 120, 130 miles an hour. And you know, when something when something happens at that speed, you're going to uh, be injured, if not worse. And you know. You know, our stance is, you know, you're going to you're going to encumber the healthcare system, take care of you, you from your injuries instead of them being able to take care of, of, you know, somebody affected by the, you know, this pandemic that we're going through. So we're, you know, I think there was a misnomer a few weeks ago that when this kind of started that, that, you know, we weren't going to be stopping vehicles. I mean, we've had fully marked patrol cars passed. Um and but we are. I mean, we our job is to protect the 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 roads that we patrol, and we are still doing our job. There's still the same amount of troopers out there. Um, so, I mean, just last night we had you know a couple more vehicles in triple digits, uh, um, and it's just something that you know is alarming because we we don't want to see high speed crashes or any crashes. And, you know, what I say to people is you already have a, if you're essential and you're commuting, you already have a shorter commute because there's not as many cars. You know, why do you need to, you know, make it even shorter by, you know, you know, grossly exceeding the speed limit? Are these people, though, who are uh, commuting back and forth and they want to get to work five minutes faster or are we seeing people who are, uh, you know, who just have, have bought a car uh, that, you know, and listen, I test drive cars all the time. I just drove a BMW X6 that had 670 horsepower. They've never, you know, where do you drive that thing? Now all of a sudden it feels on? like they have license to go out and hit the gas on that thing and, and you know, and, and see how fast they can go. Are we seeing more of that kind of person? Well, you know, when you're doing, you know, triple digits, there's really no excuse you have. I mean, that's that's pretty intentional i mean i understand sometimes people can kind of get up and speed a little bit and 
you know, with no other cars around them. Because I think, you know, the motoring public, when, you know, rush hour, you're not going to be speeding. I mean, normally on the freeways around, you know, in the King County area where where I work, um, you don't have opportunity to, to do what you have the opportunity to do now uh, very often. But people, yeah, we had, you know, one individual was stopped doing, you know, I think, 100 and just wanted to, see what it felt like well that's not the place to do it i mean because especially if there's there's just something happens at that speed you have such a small reaction time we just want people to get where they're going safely what's it like for you as as a trooper when you have to go to one of these uh, accident scenes where somebody is uh, is cracked up at at that speed i mean that has to take a, an emotional toll on on not just Obviously, the people that um, are killed or injured, but also the people that have to respond to that mess. You, you know, and, and uh, you know, it, it can. I mean, I've been doing this a little over 28 years, and, you know, there's things that obviously you just you can't see. And, you know, our training, you know, when you go to a scene and you're doing your job, you're kind of in you're in work mode. You, you know, you have to accomplish something. And. And we know going into this line of work that we're going to encounter things that, you know, you know, can take a, a toll on us. And, you know, the state patrol provides us with, uh, you know, resources, um, whether it be like a peer support, you know, um, you know, other troopers that um, are trained to, you know, uh, assist you through things like this. We have obviously available to us, you know, professional, you know, counseling that are um, trained specifically to deal with, you know, first responder um, individuals that that do see things that normally, you know, people don't see. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's things that, you know, flash in, in the film reel in my mind that I've seen every once in a while, but, you know, we're, it's, it's really um, important and we are really uh, you know, told, listen, I mean, there's help there. Um, if you need it, don't, um, you know, be the tough guy and say, I, I got this. I mean, I think that's, that's a, a real strong message that's given to all of us, um, on a, on a very regular basis. Talking to Washington State Patrol Trooper Rick Johnson here on Drive Time Radio on Limp 50 KKNW. And, um, so what, what can happen? What can the state patrol do? What can I do as a citizen? What can parents do uh, to to maybe slow this thing down? Or I mean, I don't think you're going to stop it. I think there's going to be idiots out there that are going to do this kind of thing no matter what. But is there anything you can do? I heard one guy say, well, if I'm in the left lane, I'm not moving over. Well, that's probably the dumbest thing I've heard all week. Uh, what can well, people do? Well, you know, if you're in the left lane and not moving over, I mean, there's a law that says, you know, you that left lane is, is for vehicles that are actively passing. And, you know, if, and also that lane is the lane that we use as we're responding to things. And, you know, I think people that, you know, don't signal that um, possibly drive aggressively that camp out in the left lane and, you know, are obstinate, I guess. I mean, you don't know, what you're going to encounter. I mean, we have, you know, the <clears throat> road rage incidents that, you know, start from 
someone doing something that another driver doesn't like. If you have somebody that wants to pass you or you're in the left lane, just get out of the left lane and stay out of the left lane unless you're passing and let us, you know, stop that individual that's, that wants to, you know, go, you know, 80, 90, 100 or whatever they're doing. Um, we just, you know, as, as there's lighter traffic volumes, we've had less um, people calling in saying that this person is, you know, like a road rage type thing. It just is, right. is less, less because obviously there's less frustration on the road because there's not as many cars and not, you know, a true, you know, rush hour. Um, but like we've been talking, that lends to people trying to see what their cars can do which is also unsafe. And that can, you know, even meet the threshold of reckless driving if there's other vehicles around you endangering other people. So we just want people, you know, it's tempting, yes, but but slow down. You're going to get there uh, in less time than normal because of what's going on. So um, and get there safe. You're, uh, are you starting to see more cars out there uh, as this thing uh carries on you start to see a a little bit more of a volume of traffic or has it been pretty consistent you know i think there's there's been a few you know i'd say that the traffic volume has increased a little bit um in some areas i'm not sure you know how to explain that but we're we're still you know traffic is typically still just flowing now if we have you know a collision happen that's blocking a couple lanes i mean you know, high volume or not, we end up getting, you know, some kind of a backup. But definitely not like like before at all. And, you know, as things slowly open up, I'm sure that we're going to start seeing more traffic. And if will we get to what we were prior to this? You know, it's, it's kind of a wait and see. But um, either way, we're out there and we're just, you know... In, encouraging the public to drive courteously and safely and and uh to so we can avoid you know collisions injuries and things like that all right before i let you go i have to ask you is is there a magic word when i get pulled over or when anybody gets pulled over but me in particular because i'm worried about me uh that i can say to a uh, washington state patrol officer or any officer for that matter that will get me out of a ticket because everybody always says well you know there's a magic there's, there's something you got to be able to say what what's the easiest way to, to to not get a ticket uh not do something that makes us pull you over <laughs> I figured that was it, but I just I wanted to ask to make sure. There's no there's no magic word. I mean, and you know when we stop vehicles, we're you know our job is is really to educate, and you know just because you're stopped doesn't mean you're automatically getting a ticket. It just depends on on kind of the anatomy of of what we've observed in your driving, um, and um, not everyone gets tickets, uh, but there's no magic word. I mean. You know, I've had people say, well, is there anything I can do? Or, you know, have, you know, people cry and stuff like that. None of that really is is a is a solution to getting out of a ticket. Um, what, what I enjoyed the most was people, not enjoyed necessarily, but people saying, yeah, I know I was speeding. You know, um, it's sometimes when, you know, you, you stop somebody for doing 85 and a 60 and they say, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Um it's just it, it's interesting. I mean, there's all kinds of different excuses out there. I had somebody that was speeding um, 
I think 25 or 30 over the speed limit. And they said they were doing that because they were about to run out of gas and they need to get to a gas station. I've used so, that one. I think I, I think I, I actually have used that one. <laughs> maybe that was you. And maybe, I maybe, it was, if, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Now, you, I learned fast, a long time ago. Yeah, I, I learned a long time ago, so that you don't. That you know what, lying's not going to get you anywhere in life. If they catch you, you've been doing it. You know, you, you you throw yourself on the mercy of the officer and say, okay. And usually, at the very least, they'll probably give you some kind of break and write you for less than uh, than maybe what you were doing. Yeah, that happens. That happens exactly. Well, listen, I really appreciate you coming on uh, and and spending a couple of minutes. I don't know that we accomplished. Uh, that will get people to slow down, but maybe we'll make them think a little bit about, um, you know, about going that fast. And and also, and before I let you go, I did want to ask you, if you're on the road with somebody that's doing that, what should you do? You mean in the car with him or on the road? Yeah, no, no, no. If you're driving along and somebody blows past you at 120 or, you know, just a phenomenal rate of speed, is there anything that a motorist should do? Well, we asked them to call 911. I mean, that is the, the, you know, the, the cell phone law allows you to do that. Call 911, and if you were able to get any identifying information, probably not if they're blown by you at 120, but at least what direction of travel, color, maybe possible make, model the vehicle, and call us. And then that's put out to the troopers, and we've had a number of vehicles um, in the past couple of weeks stop from that type of situation somebody calls in you know we're able to intercept that vehicle um and and address that yeah, because that could uh, you know possibly save a life uh right Absolutely. there because if you're stopping somebody from um from from going that fast and you prevent the accident uh, you know knock on wood before it happens absolutely trooper thanks so much for jumping on with us man i appreciate it stay safe out there please all right you bet you have a great day Benny. All right, you too. Take care. That's Washington State Patrol Trooper Rick Johnson uh, joining us to talk a little bit about what you should do and, and this phenomena that we've seen. And again, not just here in Washington. I mean, it's it's in, uh, you know, I've seen it in Toronto uh, from uh, people that I know that are uh, police officers up there with the Toronto uh, Provincial Police or the Ontario Provincial Police and in many other places, even in New York City. We're seeing this phenomenon of people going 120, 130, 140 miles an hour uh, in cars that uh, either A, are built for it, but B, are not built for it. And you look at the tires, and it's, you know the, the tires look like they're bald and they're falling off. And again, at that speed, you lose control of the car. That's it. You know, no, you, you're basically not not going to come back. And I know it's easy to say, well, thinning of the herd, you know, so what? But the problem that you have is, is that when you're doing that rate of speed, chances are you're going to hit something or someone or cause some kind of damage to somebody else. So if you want to be inconsiderate like that, it's not just you that um, you're doing that with. Uh, but it's also someone else who's going to get involved in that kind of thing. So thank you to uh, Trooper Johnson for joining us, too, uh, here on Drive Time Radio. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back, and we'll head on down to uh, Georgia. Georgia in the news a lot this week because of uh, the governor down there wanting to reopen uh, the state. Lots of people down there 
and all around the country looking at it. But uh, Kia, who is uh, one of um, the automakers who have plants or a, a large plant in Georgia near LaGrange, I've been to the plant, um, they are part of uh, a number of automakers who are doing something uh, to help out in this pandemic. We'll talk to a gentleman from down there about what Kia and really many auto manufacturers are doing right now to try to get medical supplies to people who need them so much. I mean, it's been this great switch of, uh, of production from, I guess you would say, a regular consumer to, for lack of a better uh, term, a war against COVID-19 production uh, situation. We'll talk to somebody down there. Coming up a little later in the program, we have the cartoon of the week. We will take a look at the Kia Seltos, a few other surprises and things for you. Usually I call them surprises because sometimes they actually surprise me uh, when they happen. All right. It is great to see uh, everybody watching on Facebook Live. Thank you so much. By the way, one quick thing. I don't know if you got a chance to listen. It is available on Facebook, but we had the reunion uh, last Wednesday of Michael Knight and myself, uh, Mikey and Vinny, back on the air after so many years. Uh, for those who don't know me, or any, we were a uh, uh, we did a morning show in Seattle for many years on KJR AM, and uh, we got back together. We did a show. We had so much fun doing it uh, that we're going to do it again this Monday on Facebook Live. So uh, Monday morning. At 10 o'clock, Mikey and Vinny, if you uh, are listening to this over the air, uh, you jump on Facebook Live. We'll be here. We're even going to have a, a guest or two. So please listen to our radio show. It was so much fun uh, to be back and riffing with Michael Knight. You know, we know each other for years, and we've been friends for so long. And we really had a lot of fun just uh, getting back together uh, and as we figure out this new little world of uh, Facebook Live and stuff, hopefully we're going to be able to take phone calls and do things like that. Uh, but, again, uh, Wednesday, uh, excuse me, Monday morning at 10 o'clock, Mikey and Vinny, Facebook Live. That's 10 o'clock on the West Coast, 1 o'clock on the East Coast. And we do it from 10 to 11 so I can get off the air by 11 and watch my favorite soap opera, The Young and the Restless. So keep that in mind. Don't keep me from uh, Y&R uh, because if I don't know what Victor is doing, I have no uh, I have no life, really. Well, I don't have much of a life here going anyway. Anyway, thank you so much for watching our little radio program, listening to our little radio program. Quick break. Come back. We go to Georgia right here on Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny on 1150 KKNW. It's new. It's new. It's new. The new, new 62 Lark by Studebaker. With big car comfort at compact prices. New. Highest, widest doors of all. New. Big, sofa-soft, deep padded seats. New. Thick, rich pile rugs and flat flush floors with no trip over sill. New lock limousine stretch out room. Big car comfort at a compact price. New giant lock trunks. Almost 17 cubic feet of cargo space. 
new. Big 15-inch wheels give you new riding comfort and surprise. New, fresh styling in the big, wide, wonderful line of larks from Studebaker. Two new Lark Daytonas, America's newest action car in hardtop and convertible style. With bucket seats, very sporty. A companion console compartment, very spiffy. Available too, four-speed transmission for exhilarating performance. Now enter the most luxurious car you'll find in the compact price range, the Lark Cruiser. More room and luxury than you'll find in most cars. Here's the new 62 Lark Hardtop with sliding sunroof. Available on all Lark sedans and hardtops. Simply beautiful. Just peek inside. Look at these big, loungy limousine seats and thick pile rugs. Here's the new Lark Convertible, all dialed up with new 62 styling. There's big wagon room in the new 62 Lark Wagon, too. Look at that enormous cargo space. Please be sure to see and test drive all the exciting new 62 Larks at your Studebaker dealer with big car comfort at compact prices. And remember, they're endurance built by Studebaker. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Back with Every you here on Drive Time Radio, our little Saturday morning automotive meeting. It's kind of like cars and coffee without the coffee or the cars. Very simple. Anyway, New York Vinny hanging out with you on a, a dreary Saturday morning here in um, the city of Seattle. But yet, we're trying to brighten up your uh, your day here uh, as we talk a little bit about uh, cars and life and everything in our regular Saturday morning meeting. Don't forget, you can also get us on podcast on Apple and Stitcher and Stretcher and Anchor and wherever else you can get a podcast uh, we are uh, we are there. Just uh, go to your favorite podcast, put in Drive Time with New York Vinny, and you will be able to listen to this program uh, wherever and whenever you want. Share it with your friends, and please do that. We also want to thank our good friends at Menashe Jewelers in West Seattle for their participation in the show as well. One of the things that has, um, I don't know if you can see a bright spot, in this whole um, mess that we're in, and there aren't many of them, believe you me, with over 50,000 deaths so far, is the way that industry, and especially the uh, automotive industry, has reacted to the needs of the medical community. Uh, As we have seen, several manufacturers have switched their plants over from uh, production of automobiles to production of medical goods, things that people need, just as simple as uh, protective gear, gowns, uh, face shields, and so on and so forth. I wanted to uh, get somebody on from one of those plants. My good friends at Kia said, hey, we got just the guy for you to talk to. He works down at the... um, Kia plant in LaGrange, Georgia, where usually they are charged with making uh, Sorrentos. And I've been down there for a few years, so I don't know what else they're uh, cranking out of that line. But Rick Douglas uh, joins us from uh, Kia Motors America. Rick, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Benny. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, no problem. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes. So what else are you guys cranking out? Uh, besides Sorrento's in normal times at the plant down there in LaGrange? 
Well, as you mentioned, we are building the Kia Sorento, and we build the Kia Optima. And uh, just in the past year or so, we started building the award-winning Kia Telluride, which has taken the market by storm. Wow, that's a great uh, that's a great vehicle. I've had a chance to drive one of those, and I'm looking to get back into one pretty soon to test it long term. So it's uh, so so you guys are pretty busy down there, but yet. When this all started, your world comes crashing down, doesn't it? Yes, sir. We had, uh, as with many uh, industries around the country, we were uh, hit hard by the uh, pandemic and the effects of it. So uh, we ended up uh, stopping our normal production at the end of March. And uh, we've, uh, we've got a plan to resume, but uh, we've been down for uh, two or three weeks now. What are you uh, now in that time? Uh, the president and and politicians have asked that uh, different manufacturers switch over to uh, making whatever we you are well suited to make to be able to help out with the shortage uh, of medical equipment. Uh, KMA and uh, the people uh, down there decided that you guys uh, could make that switch and start producing uh, what kind of goods. Well, when uh, when everything quietened down, uh, we we heard the pleas from around the medical community for personal protective equipment. So our leadership at both KMA out there on the West Coast and uh, our leadership here at KMMG in Georgia uh, started looking at what we could do to help satisfy some of those needs and address some of those problems. So after some consideration, the uh, subject or the topic of face seals came about and uh, so we implemented a plan, uh, got some supply chain set up, and uh, just over a week ago started uh, producing those in our uh, manufacturing facility here in Georgia. How tough was it to make uh, that transition uh, from, and, and I was, would suspect that even though you look at a face shield and say, well, that's a pretty simple thing, you got a piece of this and you staple it to that, but yet... Um, it seems to me to actually, in reality, be a pretty complex thing because it has to meet certain standards, probably from the federal government or at least state and local governments and the medical community. How tough was it to make that switch from uh, making cars to making these face masks? Well, as you can imagine, there's a significant difference between building cars and trucks and assembling face masks. But... Uh, We've got a talented group of people uh, involved in this project, and they have uh, been nothing short of incredible of setting up the supply chain and all of the uh, preparation to get things started. Uh, our production started on uh, last Thursday, the 16th, and uh, by the end of next week, we'll be producing at a full capacity of uh, capable of 200,000 shields a month. Wow. That's that's incredible when you start to think of just just turning almost on a dime and having people produce that. Rick Douglas is from uh, Kia uh, Motors America. He uh, is a part of the plant down in LaGrange, Georgia, that produces uh, Kia vehicles and now is producing face masks for uh, the medical community. He joins us here on Drive Time Radio here on 1150 KKNW. How tough was it, Rick, to get people to uh, to come in with all of the social distancing that's going on, with all of the uh, uh, the stay away from other people and so on and so forth, which is uh, you know happening around the country as most people stay at home. How tough was it to get people to come in to uh, Lagrange and and go into an environment where 
you obviously had to be in some proximity to other people? Well, that's a very good question. As we set up this manufacturing process, we took into consideration all of the social distancing uh, recommendations from the CDC and other authorities. So as we uh, established this uh manufacturing process, we we were able to implement a lot of those disciplines in what we do. Uh, but getting people was, uh, that was the easy part. Uh, I can't tell you how many phone calls and uh, emails and text messages I personally received from our employees over the past several days uh, wanting to be a part of this effort and uh, contributing to the, uh, to the solutions of some of these problems. Uh, we've got an incredible team here. Uh, they've got a a solid reputation of uh, giving it everything for our company and our community, and uh, I couldn't be any prouder of uh, what we uh, responded to with this. Yeah, it, it's really. Um, I mean, because you're sitting home and you're saying to yourself, "Well, you know, am I going to? Am I just going to sit here and watch TV, or what can I do uh, to help to do something? Whether it be, in some cases, excuse me, in some cases, to uh, call up a neighbor and make sure that they have enough to eat, or or that they're doing okay, or to make a phone call. But you know, deep in your heart, I think that there's bigger things that you can be doing. And and this, I would think, allowed many of the workers at uh, at uh, KMA to feel like that they were doing more than just, you know, the the simple things that you can do to help out in this uh, in this time of need. This, uh, as as I talked about, a very uh, devoted group of people in the KMMG team. Uh, with the products that we build, if you look at uh, just the Telluride in the past year, the reception it's received, the awards, it was uh, at the beginning of the year named the North American Utility Vehicle of the Year, the, uh, and then just a couple of weeks ago, the World Car of the Year. Uh, that's a result of a talented group of people here at KMG, and I can't think of a more capable group of people to produce face shields for our medical heroes across this great nation. How do you put that pride in people? I mean, we, we, you know, before this all happened, we always hear the stories about how people don't have the, the pride, they don't have this, they don't have that anymore. Uh, you know, America's, uh, you know, uh, everything's got to be made outside of America. But yet you and, and many other factories, but, but you, you run a big factory, you know about big factories. How do you, how do you get people in a business uh, such as a, an automotive assembly plant, automotive manufacturing plant, to have that kind of pride where they will say, okay, I'm going to go in and do something. Is that education? Is it uh, paying them so much money? What, what, what makes that happen? Well, I, I think it's this the culture you establish from the very beginning and what kind of company you want to build. We've, we've always uh, uh, spoken about a one system, one team approach to everything we do. Uh, our our team members uh, are are have access to every executive in our building just to walk in the door, speak to them. Our executives walk the floor every day. Uh, we are one system, one team. Uh, we, we promote a can-do mindset. Uh, we don't look at what uh, is in our way. It's how we can get uh, get across the obstacles that we face every day. And uh, and that has grown and, and nurtured itself over the, the decade that we've been operational here. And uh, it's it's been very productive for us. Now, you guys are in LaGrange, Georgia. Georgia, obviously, in the news so much lately about uh, wanting to open up and wanting to get 
the business moving again, which I think everybody does, not just Georgia, uh, but certainly want to do it safely. Uh, yet uh, in Georgia, there seems to be, I think, um, this next week it'll it'll be much more open it was how is uh, how are you perceiving that to be happening the op- reopening of uh, the state do people feel safe going out places or is there really still a uh, you, you know how do people feel about that rick well i i think uh the the population in general is ready to get back to life as normal they want to do it safely and We've taken a number of mitigation steps uh, to prevent uh, potential risks of exposure within our factory. We've uh, we've got a return to work plan that would uh, that will do everything practical and possible that we could uh, imagine to uh, keep our employees safe and uh, and healthy uh, throughout the, the course of uh, starting production back up. Yeah, it's really. I mean, do you do you sense that? And I know people are eager to get back to work. But is there any kind of, are you sensing any kind of people calling you and saying, hey, you know, I want to come back to work, but any any feeling of fear among people? Well, I, I think there's obviously some natural uh, reservations when you're looking at the a pandemic like we're coming out of, hopefully. Uh, but uh, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of positive comments, uh, people ready to get back to work and uh, be a part of uh uh, life is as a uh, normal way of doing things and uh but we are we've done a lot of work to try to to address some of the concerns that we have heard about uh with the, again uh, the mitigation steps we've taken uh at uh and controlling the uh, the risk of exposure to our team members when you guys get back uh, fully will you go back to doing cars right away will you continue to do uh, medical supplies is needed, or, will, you know, will you be doing half and half? How will that uh, work out for you? Well, when we set things up, we were able to, uh, we're going to be able to start production back up on our scheduled time, and then concurrently we'll be building the face shields for our, our uh, announced schedule and, and uh, capacity rates. So it's interesting. Now you'll have two businesses going. I mean, I know you got a big campus down there. As I as I said, uh, introduced you. I've been down to the uh, to the factory, so it's pretty big. So you'll be cranking out cars on one end and face masks on the other. It's uh, it's an amazing world sometimes, isn't it? It is, and it's a testament to a, a bunch of talented people here in West Point, Georgia, and, and our support groups all the way across the the nation and and the globe, actually. And uh, pulling uh, something this massive together and, and have it uh, running this efficiently and producing the world-class products that we've demonstrated that we can uh, can get out of the plant. Well, I know it's been a tough time for a lot of people, especially people that work in uh, in plants uh, that um, you know that uh, have been shut down. And uh, you and and I think Key and many of the automakers have proven that. Uh, that this country and 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 our uh, you know our people can switch on a dime. That the uh, good old uh, know-how that we're so familiar with uh, is still exists in us. Uh, all we have to do is be faced with a large problem so that we can uh, get in and out of it. Rick, I thank you so much for uh, for jumping on with us. Uh, good luck. Uh, good luck in getting the plant back up. Uh, down there in Georgia, and um, thank you uh, from I'm sure many people who are benefiting from those uh, from those face. Uh, by the way, uh, how many of those face masks did you donate? I know you donated a, a number of those face masks, right? Well, all of them will be donated uh, as we build them. We've uh, just uh, 
in the last week have donated 15000 to the state of Georgia or the uh, Georgia Emergency Management Agency, I should say. And uh, then we've got uh, shipments going uh, next week to both Calif- Southern California and New York. Uh, so it's, uh, it's in, in motion, and uh, we're hopefully making some impact across the nation. That's amazing, absolutely amazing. Rick, thanks so much for jumping on with us. I really appreciate it. Vinny, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. All right, talk to you again sometime soon. Rick Douglas from Kia, uh, the manufacturing group in uh, West Point, Georgia, LaGrange area of uh, Georgia, where they are out there making face shields, donating to, uh, you know, and, and again, it's one of those things that, as a car guy, as somebody who looks at cars, that's what is going on right now. Car plants, car manufacturers, automotive trucks, so on and so forth. All these different manufacturing plants have kind of turned and are now producing uh, stuff that this country uh, so desperately needs right now. Face shields doesn't seem like it's a big thing, but if you're a medical professional and your face shield uh, is, is old and worn or broken, you can't work. So if you can get another fresh one and go in there and put it on and go back in there, that's another medical professional that uh, we have uh, in the ranks fighting this uh, this war against um, against this dreaded enemy. All right, time now for the cartoon of the week. Uh, it's springtime, and even though it's not hot here in Seattle yet, many places the heat is starting to uh, show itself, and it's a time of year. When I was a kid, I always, always would listen to that da 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 the Mr. Softy theme. I mean, I always looking for the ice cream man to come around. Springtime was the first time that you heard that theme, that you heard the bells of the good humor man coming down. So I found a song that kind of talks a little bit about the ice cream man, the popsicle man coming around early on in the spring. It's Jan and Dean with Popsicle, our cartoon of the week. There you go, Jan and Dean with our cartoon of the week, Popsicle, from, uh, I believe that was on their uh, Drag City album back in 1963. Uh, but, of course, that Southern California Beach Boys sound. As a matter of fact, uh, Jan and Dean uh, very heavily involved with uh, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. And that is our cartoon of the week. Every week we pick out a car-related song and play it for you. Hopefully to brighten up your uh, Saturday morning. All right, time now for the drive time road test. We will uh, we're going to forego our last break and just get right into it because we uh, well because we know that you're uh, chopping at the bit to go out and buy a car today. Maybe not. Maybe it's tough. You know, it's interesting going out to buy a car right now because you really don't go out to buy a car at this point in time. Although car dealerships will take you by appointment next week, we will have. Um, uh, somebody on that is going to uh, kind of let you know about because, you know, this is the kind of time of the year where people go out and do buy cars, right? Springtime, new car, all of that. Well, next week we will have somebody on that will give us hints and tips on how to buy a car uh, in these really kind of crazy times. I mean, is it a good time to buy a car or is it a good time to uh, go out there and, um, and, and and try to find something. And what about buying a car on the Internet? All of that will come up next week on our little Drive Time radio program here. This week we take a look at the Kia Seltos, which is a brand-new 2021 model 
of Kia that slots in um, right right around the sole. It's a little uh, it's a, a little smaller, I think, volume wise uh, than the sole, and a little more upscale than the sole. And the one important thing about the um, about the uh, Kia Seltos uh, that puts it over the sole, and again, it doesn't have the uh, the funkiness that the Kia Soul, which is one of my favorite all-time vehicles, the Kia Soul. Uh, it does, in fact, have four-wheel uh, or all-wheel drive, which is something that if you live in the Northwest, if you live in the north part of the country, uh, that a lot of people really want, especially in the winter when it snows, or if you live in a rainy part of the country, and so on and so forth, uh, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, becomes so important to you and unfortunately they've just never been able to uh, or they don't or, or won't put all-wheel drive in the soul because if the soul had all-wheel drive uh, four-wheel drive uh, I don't think anybody else would ever sell an all-wheel drive vehicle for under um, you know forty thousand dollars in America uh, the soul is that good but the Celtos is what it is uh, it is um, looking at it from the outside, uh, it has the uh, the Kia look, almost a little bit of that uh, Telluride uh, look in it, if uh, you will, uh, with that uh, the, you know the very refined and nice looking Kia front end with the uh, the cat headlights, uh, the bulging front fenders, a little bit of a uh, hood bulge as well to make you feel um, I don't know, I'm, you know, to make you feel like you got a lot of power under the hood. I like. The, uh, the way it looks, it, it, the way it stands. Uh, it has a nice stance uh, on it that uh, makes it look like it's ready to spring up and go. It seats five people comfortably. Um, you know, they call it a subcompact, but yet it really gives you uh, a lot of room. Uh, a higher roof gives you a lot of visibility as well, and you feel like you're sitting uh, up a little higher than if you were in a car-based SUV. Uh, 10-way power adjustable seats in the model I had uh, heated, and I believe they were cool too. You know what? I didn't. I didn't try the cooling because I had the car in the cold. So, uh, but the uh, the heated seats really uh, make a difference in this vehicle. The second row of seats, uh, because of the roof line line was uh, okay for taller adults as well um, and what was interesting is even if you push the front seats all the way back uh, the people in the back seat had uh, enough leg room and it felt like there was ample room even if you had a couple of big people back there uh, and also that rear seat reclined so it gave you a lot of uh, different options as to how you wanted to uh, sit back there. The interior quality was great. Uh, Kia has put in, you know, the Soul has those funky lights that kind of flash along. You can make the interior color uh, of lights uh, a lot of different things. It's fun. You know, it's, it's not, nothing's going to make you go out and buy the car or not buy the car. But you can make the lights move along to the music. And for, you know, 60s burnouts like me, that's a pretty good thing. I enjoy that uh, that kind of thing. Anyway, the infotainment system that they have, the Bluetooth and navigation, all works seamlessly. Uh, the big 10-plus um, inch 
uh, screen on there is easy to uh, to look at, easy to uh, find what you need to touch on that screen to make everything work. The Celtos comes with 146 horsepower, four-cylinder engine. It has a CVT, lots of power in this engine. I'm not a big fan of the CVT. The um, Celtos I drove had a turbocharged four-cylinder, 175 horsepower. It gives it a lot of go, this car. Uh, Seven-speed dual-clutch automatic transmission in that model. Um, it uh, shifted cleanly, uh, found the shift points where it needed to. The um, ride of the Celtos I thought was good. A little noisy at times, but I thought it handled well. Not great. It's not a sports car. It's, uh, you know, if, if you want excellent handling, you're probably going to have to make some alterations to it. Uh, better shocks and so on and so forth. Or... Um, you know, you're going to have to go out and buy a sports car. But for everyday driving around the city and on the highways, I thought that it was uh, it was great. Five years, 60,000-mile basic warranty, 10 years, 100,000 on the powertrain. Uh, Rearview camera, ton of safety features on this thing. Blind spot monitoring, rear cross traffic alert, uh, so on and so forth. And um, I thought that the SX Turbo, which is the model I had just about everything in it that you could uh, possibly want. Uh, a lot of those features are limited, though, to that the top trim. It was 29000 bucks the SX Turbo, SX Turbo that I drove with the uh, digital instrument cluster display and the touchscreen and so on and so forth. Uh, I thought for what you were getting, a decent price. I rate the Kia Seltos as one of the best new vehicles of the year. If uh, you love, if, if you're looking for that uh, small SUV, the Kia Seltos is certainly worth a look. That's going to wrap it up for Drive Time this week. Don't forget you can get us on the podcast. Thank you so much to Nathan for making things work so well back at the studio and to all our guests, especially you, for listening. We'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise.